0: Hello, welcome to another episode of FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey, and joining me is Mara Lakhani again. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. So we're here to talk about our Cyber Threat 2022 Threat Prediction Report. Um, there's a lot of threats in there, right? <laughs> that's, that's the nature of the game for us. And, you know, this is where we put our thinking caps on and we'll look ahead to, um, you know, based off of research that we're doing in FortiGuard Labs and what we're seeing today, where, you know, thinking like a cyber criminal, what's going to be happening, uh, you know, six months, 12 months, and it's really critical as we plan for this. And so um, first up, and not surprising, is that household name today, ransomware, right? Everyone talks about ransomware, everyone's aware of it, but really what we're talking about here is the ransomware becoming more aggressive, cyber criminals really switching to more of a APT model, right? So more targeted, more destructive, destructive being the keyword, we're already starting to see more wiper ransomware, which is very, very concerning, right? This is, um, as an example, we just had a 40 Bar Labs blog talking about wiper uh, ransomware that was wiping out the MBR, the master boot record of systems. And no doubt, I think this is going to start to tie into their their, um, strategy, how they can use this for leverage, right?
1: Right. It seems like every year, Derek, when we talk about predictions, we're always talking about like, hey, we're going to see an increase in ransomware. No different this year. But I think what, what we're starting to see the difference in is basically the destructiveness of ransomware. A lot of threat actors, sometimes they're not even encrypting the data. They're just like holding that data ransom until you pay. And if you don't pay, uh, you're, you're they're releasing that data. Once again, they're becoming more and more disruptive. And kind of the other shift that we've seen is that the threat actors are starting to use more zero days in their exploits when they're deploying ransomware, which is which is a little bit of a new thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we used to say data is the new currency. That was true 10 years ago. It still is, but really we're starting to see them adopt other strategies and not like you said, not just about data now. They're 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 adding these other threats and weapons, which is obviously very, very concerning. I think we're gonna see more of that unfortunately um, also equally concerning is the weaponization of AI and I'm not talking about Skynet I'm not talking about you know this um, all these hypothetical situations in 20 30 years right but what is real today and we're seeing already the weaponization effectively of machine learning right uh, to, to master uh, social engineering using machine learning to mimic people and uh, to create deep fakes and that's really concerning because this is all about people's identity
1: Right, deep deep fake voice, deep fake video, that's pretty concerning. It's becoming harder and harder to tell what's real and what's not. You you know, I I think we kind of had the same problem when uh, things like Photoshop were becoming really popular back in the 90s, 2000s. It was kind of hard to tell what was actually real, what was not. But we kind of trained ourselves to kind of figure that out. I think it's going to be much, much... Uh, harder with deepfakes, especially with deepfake voice, which for me is very concerning, because if you've actually heard deep deepfake voices, uh, you know, they sound like r- real conversations, it's hard to tell the difference. And that kind of scam portion of attacks is becoming more and more popular. This really is just another form of social engineering. If you think about it, you're pretending to be something or you're enticing someone to do something based on some sort of false pretense.
0: Yeah, potentially deadly form of social engineering. We always talk about that being the number one effective strategy for cyber criminals, that exploitation of the human mind. And if they have that behind them, that is extremely concerning and something we have got to keep a, a close eye on. I think it's 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 a, really it can lead to an identity crisis, right, when it comes to identity management for people. And this is an organization's This is all going to come down to um, even more, you know, emphasis on on solutions around uh, MFA as an example, as an example, identity management too. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And concerning another thing, also that we're seeing is more attacks outside of the prime targets that we've seen for decades, really. Right, I'm talking about Windows, weaponization of Office documents. Uh, specifically Linux, right? Linux has been around for a long time. Uh, therefore, it's everywhere. Um, and we're starting to see more attacks as this is starting to be rolled out now in, in uh, critical infrastructure, operational technology, and um, certainly the world of IoT. We've seen that with the Mirai botnet and more code being written for malware, but also um, attacks too, right?
1: Yeah, Linux is more popular than ever. It's being used in pretty much all cloud systems, public cloud systems. It's being used as a basis of an operating system for any real-time operating systems and IoT devices and connected automobiles and critical infrastructure. So it's become a target. And we started to see Linux, you know, Linux become a choice for threat actors to write malware against, but I think they're getting more comfortable against, you know, more comfortable writing Linux malware. So because of that, I think we're going to see more Linux malware obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we've also seen the rollout from um, uh, Windows with the WSL, the Windows subsystem for Linux. So even Windows has Linux, too. Um, so it just shows that that attack surface keeps growing. And speaking of attack surface, um, one of the things we mentioned in the report is attacks from space. And we're not talking about little green people and uh, UFOs coming down uh, to, to Earth. Uh, we're talking about something that's real, and that is sat- satellite communications, satellite Internet. Uh, this is an exploding space, it's already here, um, right? And it's going down to that point where there's going to be no such thing as no connection in the future. Uh, we're talking about tens of thousands of satellites that are going to grow and support sat- satellite communications. And you have to remember with these satcom connections that there's base stations, it's grounded to earth and internet traffic flows through there. Therefore, cyber crime is going to flow through there as well, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the problems that we have in backbone connections are just amplified with uh, satellite connections. So when we're talking about things like denial of service attacks, we're talking about like unwanted traffic. We're talking about like latency-based attacks. Everything is just amplified with satellite-based attacks. Obviously with low-Earth orbit satellites, you you know, it's a a lot more resilient to uh, to those attacks versus like high-orbit satellites, but it's still a problem and it's still gonna cause a mess. And I think it's gonna cause a mess as more and more people rely on uh you know these uh these satellite connections on places where they couldn't get internet and they started getting connected and it's a way to not only run businesses but critical infrastructure and life yeah. you know, as we know it as well
0: yeah bang on i think that's the definitely the concern that you're talking like the the things that were it's like it's like the the air gap thing that we talk about all the time there's no such thing really as air gap anymore it's the same idea here it's going to be no such thing as off grid and a lot of those ot field stations as an example and critical infrastructure that we're off grid are going to be Starting to, to to become more on grid, um, so so everything you know we talked about is going from the platforms into you know routing through space, but on an application layer, if we look at the endpoints and what's being attacked, you know one of the things we mentioned in the report also is these digital robberies that are going to happen, and this is all about crypto, right? So the idea here, of course, is that you know what used to be um, you know, bank online banking trojans. That was a big attack vector before. We we're seeing less and less of those because it's harder, right, for attackers. To have banks, financial institutions, banks have rolled out a lot of security layers, so it's a lot harder to do wire transfers, as an example. A lot easier to do this through crypto and wallets, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think next year when we do predictions, we're not only going to be talking about like, uh, you know, crypto attacks, we're going to be talking about blockchain attacks. I think just simple verification, you know, whether you're vaccinated or not, whether you're, you know, whether you're going to enroll in college or not, just simple verifications, whatever you want, want to verify is going to be more and more added onto the blockchain. I think crypto is just as most people think about it, it's just step one on really using blockchain technologies. But I think attacks against blockchain technologies is really going to be dangerous because I think that we're going to rely so much on the verification of, uh, of blockchain that it's going to be a target for attackers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And another target, um, this is more of a growing sector or vertical if you will is 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 the platform of esports right this is a billion dollar plus industry so popular especially with uh, next generation uh, users and it, it's a wide attack surface right there's a lot of different um you know uh, platforms applications protocols being put in place and therefore also um you know we're, we're talking about businesses run here right and again if these things are taken offline in a ddos attack There's revenue that's lost here, and I think there's going to be a lot of things happening, right? Everything from the DDoS attacks to, uh, again, more like account compromises, hijacks, those sorts of things as well.
1: Yeah, it's uh, DDoS attacks is actually uh, pretty devastating against eSports or eSport players because it directly affects their revenue. It affects their earning potential. But I think other attacks that we've already uh, spoken about, like crypto attacks, when we're talking about NFTs specifically, are going to come into eSports. When we're talking about denial of service attacks, ransomware attacks, all these things directly affect the revenue of eSports. And eSports is like is starting to bring in some serious money. So it's becoming a target for threat actors, just like financials and other other industries as well
0: yeah absolutely so so going from space to the end user um let's talk about the edge now right that edge continues to push out especially with everything we just talked about you know there's no such thing as a no connection and um you know a lot of these off-grid becoming on-grid that edge continues to grow that those devices the smart devices on the edge also Are continually getting more innovative, more, you know, they have more privilege and authentication uh, access, as an example. And, um, you know, what we're predicting here and talking about is the rise of EATs, Edge Access Trojans. So think Mariah on a botnet level, but much more clever. And, you know, the idea here is that these um, edge devices can start to live off the land. We call it living off the edge. Maybe maybe you can uh, just walk, walk us through what a living off the land attack is.
1: Well, living off the land is when an attacker is actually not uploading any of their, any custom tools. They're using the tools that are available on a system to carry on their attack. And a lot of these tools are being used by system administrators or just, you know, everyday uses. So these tools are already there. They're already existing in the system. But the way the attackers are using these tools are ensuring that they can kind of carry out their attack, their, their bad guy stuff, basically. So they don't need to actually upload anything and essentially stay under the radar from a lot of security tools because these are already expected types of behavior.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's more of a stealth stealth mode operation. And that's that's a big problem, right? If you look at the average cost of the data breach, uh, you know, we're seeing dwell time of these threats already sitting 200 days unnoticed on a network, which is way too long. But this is going to make uh, make this even more complicated, I think, too. Um, and so let, let's talk dark web. I know that you, you live in this area a lot studying cyber criminals. And, um, you know, it's been... It's been phenomenal to watch this, um, unfortunately, right? But if we look at the cyber criminal ecosystem, it's being fueled by this core underneath, right? And, and in the report, we talk about this, you know, dark web, the CAAS, crime as a service offerings continue to expand, start to impact directly critical infrastructure, OT. We, we've seen indirect in the past because a lot of these are typically targeting IT systems, right? But I think the combination of those and the big dollars at play specifically with ransomware, That's just going to become more of a crosshairs, right? And and fueled by this um, underground system.
1: Yeah. Threat actors are getting more confident, uh, in their, in their ability, uh, you know, on the dark web, you see them post pretty continuously now on different forums. Hey, like, um, you know, I, I need help. I actually am looking for insider threats. If you work in this industry, let me know, you know, I'll give you uh, you know, a share of the profits. Uh, they're actually even more confident in, you know, how they're asking for an advertising, you know, their tools that are out there. Ransomware as a service, obviously is part of that, and it's increasing, you know, in popularity between like criminals. So I think just, uh, the use of dark web it's, it's a different than how it used to be a couple of years ago it used to be much more sophisticated i think uh more advanced like from uh, the capabilities of the threat actors and it seems like it's much more popular now as like just i would say they're not script kitties but i would say they're people just going out there and trying to make a quick buck and we're seeing that more and more happen on dark web
0: yeah, absolutely. Quick back all the way up to the highly strategic ones, as you said. But that's a concerning part is this recruitment phase we're seeing through that. Literally building an army effectively, right? And um, yeah, that's, that's it's, it's, it's the attack surface, but also the people behind this, the organizations behind this. It's really that organized cybercrime. And again, we're referring to this as advanced persistent cybercrime, because that's what it is, right? It's more organized, just like APT groups. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see that uh, roll out more. Well, hey, Mark. you know, the good news is that we are not in the dark here, that we actually are seeing a lot of this. Uh, we research this, and, um, you know, we're continually talking about advice and mitigation strategies for this. So thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it and your insights. Um, you can check out our blog on blog.fortinet.com with all the latest and greatest on, on this as it unfolds. Uh, rest assured, we'll be tracking it. Thanks again. I'm Derek Mankey signing off with Guard Live.